You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcast on the NBA the NFL and fantasy sports. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for Fan Rag Sports. I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend. He's been covering the Hornets since they were in orange uniforms and called the Bobcats for AtTheHive.com. David Walker. David, it's a Monday. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Oh, you know, it was okay. Minus full a basketball, of basketball game well, here or there, here or there. It was full of it. And the, yeah, the blue line, our mass transit system, got its extension opening mm. north. I rode it a few times. That's a cool thing for our city. You rode it north and back? And I south? did not ride it all the way north. I rode it to, okay. uh, I rode it to Noda a few times. A few times this weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. So Listen, I, I want to be that. part of this city. I want to. I want to embrace <laughs> everything that it is to be a part of Charlotte, and it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool when the when the All Star Game comes here in in 2019 to have that to be able to sort of cross the city. So you could just hop on there, ride up to Noda, check out some spots, walk around, and then ride on back. I, that's what I did. Yeah. That's the idea. Okay, I understand it now. I like it. We got a great show. This is going to be a fantastic one. Mm. We will recap what happened uh, in New York. You may have been watching some college basketball, so I want to let you know, kind of update you on where the Hornets are. They are not in a good place right now. We will discuss that. And also, I have some quick thoughts from the NCAA tournament, some NCAA tourney quickies that we will get to. Injury news on the Hornets front. David, before the show, called it a a classic segment. We're bringing it back. Bringing back the hits. It's all coming full circle now for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, plus, there are some listener questions. I want to know. I want you to know that I have read them, and we will do them tomorrow. I wanted to give them their full time, and there's a lot to get to on this show. So let's uh, let's rock and roll. Let's go to uh, New York, where the Hornets were in Madison Square Garden on the road, uh, part of their five game road trip that is not going very well right now. The Hornets lose one twenty four. To 101. Uh, they were hanging in there in this one, uh, David. Uh, they were only down by seven at half, uh, but then they ended up being down by as many as 38 points in the second half. Too many three-pointers off the Knicks bench and not knocking many down on their end. Uh, the, the wheels started to come off in quarter three. The house burned down. The insurance company denied the claim. The Hornets allowed 42 points and shot 17% from the field in that quarter. Dwight Howard, one of seven in the third. Let's start there because, David, I thought this was this was all of the bad Dwight Howard. This is like the mm-hmm. Dwight Howard that, that we were often warned about, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you're seeing some – just some lack of desire to fight, I think, overall from the team, right? I mean, mm-hmm. 17 points. Oh, it's in definitely the third it's definitely not isolated to Dwight Howard, but right. he, but in that third quarter, three he he shot three mid-range jump shots. He was like aggressively looking for his mid-range <laughs> jump mid-range. shot. 
<laughs> and he had the half-hearted face-up take. Uh, the defense wasn't there. You know, when the Hornets began, David, to drift out of playoff contention, one thought popped into my head. Dwight Howard has never been out of playoff contention, nope. right? He's never right. missed the playoffs. He's never played in truly meaningless games, which means I think he's sort of a perfect litmus test for how strong the group is holding together. And long story short, it is not. And and again, I'm not isolating Dwight Howard overall. I'm just saying in this game, uh, he was he was just looking for himself. He was looking for his offense, and and it all fell apart in that third quarter where he was one of seven from the field. Yeah, and you also had you know a down night from Kemba. Would he have only ten points or so? Didn't score for long stretches of this game. Dwayne Bacon was your leading scorer with 15 points. So uh, one of these weird games, we may see another one here before the season is out, you know, when there's just not much to play for. These guys are are beat down physically and mentally, I'm sure, at this point. Uh, you hate to see this, though, because uh, this is what that team, this is what the team came to be known for under Clifford, I think, is always trying hard and always winning. But these guys are human. <laughs> And, you know, when everything's not going right, it's just a little bit harder to fight back when you know there's really nothing on the other side. I want to go back to what Steve Clifford said after the loss against the Brooklyn Nets, a particularly embarrassing loss for the team. He said, one of the biggest things you learn as you get older is how you handle success, how you handle disappointment, frustration in your life is everything. And we're not doing that well right now. When you're a pro athlete, pro player, you have many things, aspects about your life that are great. But we owe it to each other, to the organization, to Michael Jordan, and to our fans that we don't play like that. And I think when you're a fan of a small market team, things are not always going to go your way, right? I mean, you're, look, the Charlotte Hornets are not going to contend for championships uh, year in and year out or even in any particular year, all right? But you can hang your hat on. Like last season, we could go, look, there were, there were some really bad injuries the team fought hard and they just came up short. I just you can't say that. I don't I don't think you can say that about this team this season. I don't think they gave I don't think they lived up to their potential. I think they were disappointing in a way that was less circumstantial and more had to do with maybe whatever you want to call it, chemistry, uh, individual effort. Uh, I I just think that that this team is is sad in a way that they haven't been under the the Steve Clifford era. Yeah, it feels like the end of something, doesn't it? Or it feels like that, you know, this current effort, I mean, it feels like they know something or or that or they're just tired of fighting this way. I mean, honestly, because what you're saying is we haven't seen, the, you know, these poor efforts from from this team. And like I said, like 10 points from Kemba, what, two from Batum or something, who we should mention got hurt uh, in the – at the end of this game or towards the end of this game at some point, I think he played what 25 minutes. So he may be out for a little while. I mean that if, if Batum is out um, and all these younger guys are, are getting extended minutes as it is, I mean, we could see some, some more shakeups lineup wise. You're going to have to, I would assume if, if Nick's out, but yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it just feels like, I don't know if it is and, and we'll have to see, but if it keeps going this way, it, you know, like you almost, it almost manifests itself. Like yeah. there's going to be some change. Six straight games, giving up 110 points. Uh, eight out of their mm. last nine games, they've given up 110 points to opponents. Uh, Malik Monk took a lot of shots in this game, four of 16 from the field, three of 12 
from beyond the arc continues uh, continues to not shoot the ball well from outside. It's it's a very strange yeah. thing because that was uh, his calling card, and he got plenty of minutes last night. Twenty three minutes for Monk, uh, as you said, nineteen minutes for Bacon. Did a lot more with those minutes. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, 20 minutes in this one. So the minutes were being spread out, and I think you will continue to see that as uh, Zeller's out, and uh, we'll get to the Nick Batum injury news here in a minute, but he'll be out uh, against Philadelphia tonight. Uh, so uh, the, we're going to continue to see these young guys get minutes as as this season begins to transition and look towards the future. Uh, we'll have some more thoughts from Steve Clifford after this game in just a bit. When we return, though, I've got some quick thoughts on the NCAA tournament, NCAA tourney quickies. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. He is obsessed with Kawhi Leonard. He is obsessed he's with obsessed bringing with winning. an all-star to Charlotte. And he's lying. He's not telling the truth. He's lying. He's lying through his teeth. <laughs> you can't believe him. <laughs> Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. David, have you enjoyed the NCAA tournament? Have you enjoyed the upsets? Have you enjoyed the buzzer beaters? Is it bringing you joy? I was enjoying everything until about 5.15 yesterday uh, afternoon. So up until that point, you know, there were some entertaining things. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, the madness was happening in pockets because there were some there was some bad basketball mixed in there as well, Doug. What, what have you hot, caught? Some hot pockets of March mm-hmm. madness. Yeah, I've got some I've got some thoughts, some NCAA tournament quickies, and I've got a sound hit too. <laughs> All right, here we go. NCAA tournament quickies. I try every year to determine <laughs> what is that? is that? It sounds like a laser gun that that is on the fritz. It's it's listed in my in my sound effects bundle as guitar hit. Oh. Okay. All right. Listen, it's the one I picked, okay? <laughs> All right. I try every year to determine if it's an upset year or a favorites year. It's an upset year, and I guessed wrong. I guessed mm. wrong. My bracket. You guessed it was. You guessed it was a. I guessed it year. was a favorites year. Okay. And okay. it was definitely. You have the the UVA bracket with no. It's the first time ever in tournament history that we're going to have a Sweet Sixteen without a four or lower seed. Man, that's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, certainly the talk of the weekend, the, the 16 seed, the, the retrievers, the Chesapeake Bay retrievers of university of Maryland, Baltimore County. And it's been bandied around that that's where Stringer Bell it's took not, his classes on the wire. Okay. I'm I was going to say, I right you went to Baltimore check. community college, City Baltimore community city community yeah. college. That's what I thought. I'm rewatching it right now as well. I didn't tell you that, but, but I'm, I'm through. All I'm right. Through these are quickies. Seasons. What are we doing? We're, we're spending Sorry. too much time on the first one. All right. <laughs> Never bet on a team with a one and done as one of the only signature pieces. I'm looking at you, Arizona. AZ going down. DeAndre Aiden. Oof. He didn't have anything to play for. Oh, you Look, he didn't want to get injured. Yeah, no health. one wants to get injured. Yeah. Health. Everyone kept telling me that UNC has these games where they completely come up cold. 
Did I listen? Absolutely not. Bracket busted by my bias. Yeah, bad matchup for the heels on that one. They struggle with length inside, especially all year long. Texas A&M has two, two, count them, two big guys that can get up and run the floor and block shots and control the paint. And they did just that, and the heels went cold as ice. UMBC UMBC and Kansas State tried to ruin basketball. Michigan and Jordan Poole saved it. What a buzzer beater. What an amazing What would you think of the form on that buzzer beater? <laughs> I mean, we don't want to be too – I don't want to critique a buzzer beater form too much, but it was a bit unorthodox. Uh, here's what I think of the form. The ball went in the hoop. How's that for form? All right, 11 uh, seed from a power conference with no discernible NBA star, NBA level star talent. Hasn't Syracuse done this before? I feel like they've done this exact same thing. They've been like a every once in a while, an eight or nine or ten or eleven seed, and they come in and just wreak havoc on everyone's NCAA work tourney pool. All right, here's my last one. I really like Shea Gilgis Alexander. I also really like Miles Bridges. Neither one will be available for the Hornets if they land at ten. That's it. NCAA tournament quickies. Wow. Hope you enjoyed that it. That was it. Hope you enjoyed that guitar. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shay, listen, Shay Gilgis, I just love how, and, and I'm not the only one saying this, uh, but I feel like I thought it first. That, yeah. You, you <laughs> that I love how just smooth first. and in control he is with the basketball in his hands. He just knows what he wants to do. He's six feet, six inches tall. He's got an enormous wingspan. He's obviously a little he's, – he doesn't have the size, the bulk, but mm-hmm. let an NBA training staff get a hold of him. Let him get stronger, and that guy in a few years – he's not. I don't think he's going to be rookie of the year, but I think in a few years he could be a really dangerous piece for a team. I just think that both uh, Gilgis Alexander and Miles Bridges are going top ten. That's just my – well feeling on it you know as we've said when in doubt go with a guard from kentucky you cannot go wrong and you will not be disappointed guaranteed <laughs> <laughs> so where where's your fun. head at with malik monk right now because you've been oh oh no 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 this uh as i said uh, this is a red shirt year none of this matters this is the silly season okay. so uh yeah we're we're, we're so gonna you're be completely just you're, not be just, you're not worried you're not worried at all I'm going to keep nah, checking in with you. I want to keep checking yeah. your temperature. Oh, I know you will. On Malik I, I, I enjoy the text <laughs> after every game. Are we sure? Are we sure? I've said, I've been on record as saying you have to be patient with Malik Monk. And, yeah. and I think that I'm, I'm with you, but okay. I'm also, I think I'm more worried than you are. I'm just seeing things now that I'm just <laughs> saying, wait a minute. Little wait a red minute. flags like us, 12 three-pointers, three makes. Yeah. Tough. All right. So let's go to some injury news for the Hornets. Adrian Wojnarowski, the f- first with this news, he tweeted, MRI results revealed chronic tendonitis with the left Achilles of Charlotte Hornets forward Nick Batum. He will miss the game against Philadelphia on Monday and return will be based on how he responds to treatment. David, should he return at all? I guess no. is the, the big question. Should, uh, you know, they're they're sort of holding Zeller out with knee soreness, should should either of those players return this season? 
gosh, I mean, it's hard to argue that they there's any need for them to other than just to kind of have a little success or maybe try and figure something out. I mean, that's the only thing that I can see right now that they would try and be looking for is some sort of new combination that they haven't found yet that may work. I mean, Batum is certainly going to be involved, you would think, um, and help out there, like in the case of Monk playing in the backcourt with him. But we talked about it last week. I mean, Batum has been playing basketball professionally since he's like 14 years old. So he has a lot of miles on those legs. Uh, he's not old, but you know, at this point, there's nothing left to play for other than figuring things out internally. It doesn't seem like there's a lot to be gained by him coming back and pressing something. He's already been hurt once this season. It's like, how far do you want to push this thing? Yeah, it's certainly not going to help. I mean, when you hear the words chronic tendonitis, that's certainly not going to help any any mm-hmm. uh, type of sort of trade value or 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 alleviate any of the concerns that teams were already going to have or already have about that contract. Uh, certainly. Uh, not great. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Not great yeah. news for the Charlotte Hornets. Not great news for Nick Batum, who uh, this this season has really been uh, derailed by injuries. And that first playoff series that he participated in with the Charlotte Hornets was derailed by uh, partly by uh, a Nick Batum injury. So uh, just not that a was great... an ankle, right? I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, foot. Okay, yeah, he's had foot issues. He's had ankle mm-hmm. issues. He's had elbow issues, and now. Uh, we've got uh, the left Achilles chronic tendonitis. That's. The but news. I didn't think about. I didn't think about that angle, Doug. You mentioned like showing he's well for the trade market. That's that's another angle, I guess. But I, I don't know. I just taken that off the table with that massive contract, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed it. Yeah. Felt like the right time. Yep. If you're just joining us, or maybe you didn't listen last week and you're just back, you just wanted to hear about that Nick Batum injury news, welcome. We're doing a new segment called Satchel of NBA LOLs. And when the when the talk gets too heavy around the Charlotte Hornets, we dig out this satchel that we have, and it's full, shocked, full to the brim with NBA LOLs. And we dig down deep for this one. This is some... This is some current event news here, David. Big Baby Davis, Glenn Davis, doesn't really like to be called, uh, doesn't really like to be called Big Baby anymore, so I apologize. But uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis arrested for drug charges. Did you hear about this one? I did. That's not funny, but... No, but that's that. that <laughs> I thought, yeah, I got a follow up. That, <laughs> that, there follow is up. a follow up. The, that particular part is not funny, <laughs> but he he released a response on on some kind of social media channel. Uh, have you seen the response? Yeah, where was it on Twitch right, or was so, it on like Flipboard <laughs> or something? <laughs> Forget Snapchat. Everybody is now moving to Twitch. Yeah. Uh, this was Big Baby Davis playing a uh, playing a game of Fortnite with Drake. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know where he released this, but the, but let me set this up because uh, we we don't have the visual here. But let me set this up. So uh, uh, Glenn Davis is flying on on what looks to be like a private jet, private airplane, and small one. It's very small. Well, maybe it's well, maybe it's <laughs> not small. It's ba- Big Baby Davis. Maybe he's just it's a it's a sort of a, an baby. eye trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, but he's eating Popeye's chicken, and beside him is a big briefcase full of money. Uh, now, these drug charges, he was caught, I guess, with, with, uh, with marijuana, but there was also some money involved, and there's like a distribution charge. So there's all kinds of things going on there. But Big Baby Davis, here's, here's, uh, he's responding to, to these charges here. Let's, let's take a listen. Oh. It's your boy, Big Baby, man. Don't believe I'll answer on the internet. <laughs> I will have my day in court. He's on the internet. They just mad because a black man get, got money, man. He's trying to keep a black man down, man. Hey, man, shout out Rollo, man. All those people, man, getting money, man. Must be legal, man. A lot of jump shots. <laughs> a whole lot of jump shots. Close up on the money. Close up on the championship ring. Popeye chicken. And Popeye's. Brought to you. I wonder if that was a sponsorship, if he's hoping Man. for more Popeye's chicken money. I was waiting for like a comeback announcement or something, but I guess that'll have to be in, a, in, a, in another video. Be- <laughs> what, a, what an announcement. The best part of that is that he says, don't believe everything that's on the internet. He's speaking on the internet. Right. <laughs> everything is on the internet now, big baby. So how does he, pick how does he he's not, this is not a television commercial. He's not delivering this on the radio. Maybe it was just like a large group text, and he was just sending that out to his, <laughs> his close buddies, his face, his fave fives. He takes a bite of the chicken. Don't believe I answered on the internet. Hold on, we had to pause here. So his his the guy that's uh, rolling on this says go, and you can hear him audibly say it at the beginning. And Big Baby is looking at the camera, and then decides to take a bite of chicken, like he he. It, yeah, again, it's, it's just a well. No, it's just a great. It's a performance. He uh, wanted. It's great. They say when they say actors, you know, the best thing to do for an actor is to give that person something to do with their hands. Right. It allows them to. Uh, it takes their mind off of of the lines that they have to say and all of the things that they're thinking that aren't being in character. And when you. You know, if whether it's like if you have a cup of coffee and you, you know, occasionally take a drink of it, it allows you to sort of get into that world. So what I'm saying yeah, is like, Big Big Baby is is uh, a, a classically trained Shakespearean actor in this. <laughs> I will have my day in court. They just mad because a black man gets shots. Oh, I got to get the part man. I like. Must be legal, man. A lot of jump shots. A whole <laughs> lot of jump shots. What's the jump shot part of it? What's why is that in the mix? Well, so he's because again, he's saying that he was caught with a lot of money, and that's mm-hmm. part of this. And he said, My my stuff is legal. My bleep is legal. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of jump shots that helped me to accumulate all of that. All of that. Oh, okay. That's what, okay. A lot of jump shots. A lot of jumpers. A lot of juicy J's. All right. Quick break. We're going to come back. Steve Clifford has some interesting thoughts after this game against Brooklyn. Part of them on Billy Hernan Gomez. Haven't seen a lot of that guy since he was traded to the Charlotte Hornets from the New York Knicks, and he was asked about it by the New York media. We'll get to that and more. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. Don't sign them to a $40 million contract. <laughs> can you shoot? Well, that hold is on, the caveat. If he can shoot, 
I would, uh, that would be good. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. I have one more NCAA tourney quickie. Yeah. Loyola Chicago. Have you heard of these guys? Yeah, of course. So I was looking on Wikipedia, and apparently they won an NCAA championship in 1963. And I told my friends this, and they were like, yeah, we've heard it like a million times on the broadcast. Oh. And I thought, well, yeah, but I have this information for the first time, and I'm giving it to you. I'm sorry I don't listen closely to these broadcasts that would have picked up on that. But yeah, yeah. you got to tune out the broadcast. It's it's too much. Fun you'll, fact. You'll certainly hear about it this, this week. Fun fact. Loyola Chicago, a former NCAA champion. Boom. Steve Clifford has some thoughts on Willie Hernan Gomez, and he shared them with Mark Berman of the New York Post. Dug up a little more information on why Billy hasn't been getting as many minutes since he's been traded to Charlotte from the Knicks. He said, quote, he's not up to speed on what we're doing to play a lot. It's been a little bit of a struggle for him. He's smart, but he's not this high flyer, phenomenal, natural athlete able to make up ground. He's got to be on top of things, especially on the defensive end. If he's not detailed defensively, he's not that guy. To be an every night player, and I've told him this, he's got to improve his shooting. He is right now, in my opinion, a back to the basket player who can pass. But the reality is, His passing doesn't come into play until they have to get close to him, and now he's going to knock down a shot. And he's well, and they know he's not going to knock down a shot. And he's not a knockdown shooter. Unquote. (laughs) That's a lot there. So he's got some things to work on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. First, let's go through let let me roll through this. This is all of the things that Clifford says that Billy Hernan Gomez is not. High flyer, phenomenal, natural athlete. He's not able to make up ground. He is not a knockdown shooter, and he's not a passer. Well, he is a passer, but he can't pass because he can't shoot. Got it? Yeah, yeah. So I guess the, the questions that we have to ask are, one, why did they trade for Billy Hernan Gomez? <laughs> well, I think the second piece of that trade is still hanging out there, Doug. It's, uh, that, that's the big theory. And it may, be, may have some legs here. So you, you, want me to, you want me to get the conspiracy music out? You think that, you think that this it's one is... Theory. It's one theory that's out there. Go ahead and Clifford, elaborate. Clifford, what is the theory? Well, Clifford Clifford even said when he got here, you know, I haven't watched this guy much at all and basically said, I have no idea what he can do. <laughs> so it wasn't Clifford's call, I don't think, to add Willie Hernan Gomez to the lineup. Uh, the theory is that that was the first part of another trade that just never materialized. Will it happen now? Will it happen in the offseason? I don't know. We'll there, see was, there were some thoughts that the San Antonio Spurs – really liked Billy Hernan Gomez and that possibly they wanted him. All right. Well, Hernan Gomez responded in this article. He said, quote, he tell, this is referring to Steve Clifford. He tells you things that's going on and what he wants. He wants you to improve. If you want to play, it's very clear here. Everybody follows rules, defense and offense. 
Maybe in New York, it was a little freer. Defense, offense. Here, everyone follows rules. Everybody helps each other. I'm really surprised when I came here to see the difference. That confirms, David, unquote. That confirms, David, a lot of what we have discussed around Steve Clifford, that he brought, he brings a structure to this organization, and he brings a frankness to players that they are not really used to, that they come here and they're surprised with how direct he is. And they say, he says, look, if you want minutes, you have to earn them, and here's the things that you have to do in order to earn them. And, this, and we can apply all of this to Malik Monk as well. People ask all the time, why isn't Malik Monk playing? Why isn't Malik Monk playing? And I think, I don't have the quote here, but Clifford said to the New York media what he said several times to, to us that we've covered here on the show that, look, if you if you don't, if you're not playing well, and that's individual, but that's also if you don't make the team better, then it doesn't serve you to play. Like It doesn't help you. People say, well, you got to get a minute so he can get comfortable. But if he's not playing well, it's like me. If I, I mean, if I go out... Uh, to the to the range, and I I haven't had anybody helping me with my golf swing, and I hit I could hit 500 balls, David. It doesn't matter. My swing's terrible, and it's going to continue to be terrible because I'm I'm just I haven't taken the time to figure my swing out. It's probably going to get worse because I'm just developing bad habits. Right, and Malik Monk has needed to get to this off season since last off season. I mean, he didn't have one, didn't have summer league, didn't have preseason camp. Um, it was thrown into the season and really just needs to finish this thing out so they can get in there, get in the lab and concentrate on some things, get through a good summer league, get through a good off season. Uh, because uh, to your point, it doesn't sound like much is going to be fixed <laughs> over the course of the rest of these regular season games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just love how, how frank and direct Steve Clifford is about things that's whether it's that about people like that right whether it's Some people about, do. oh I think I think most players do mm-hmm. I think most players enjoy the fact that Clifford says listen I'm I, I think they enjoy not just how honest he is but how fair he is and, and when yeah. when he says look if you work on these things this is what's going to happen and then he delivers on that thing it's, it's coaches don't always do that you saw I mean, it was part of the problem with uh, Jason Kidd in Milwaukee he was just jerking guys around a lot, playing guys you know, 15 minutes one night, and then they wouldn't see the floor the next night. Stuff like that makes you lose your team. Stuff that like that makes players lose confidence in your leadership ability. And that's the yeah. one thing that I, even, even with all of the struggles that the Hornets are going through right now, I think it's more about, I honestly believe it's more about themselves than, than their idea of the coach. Now, I think the organization is going to have to ask some questions about the direction of this franchise that will include everything's got to be on the table at this point, and it will include the head coach as well. And, but I don't think that the locker room has lost confidence in Steve Clifford. I think they've lost confidence in themselves. I think they've lost confidence in the idea that this group is going to work. But yeah. I'm not sure that anyone in that locker room. Uh, that would would speak out against Clifford's leadership at this point Could, because look he's, he's telling them how to win basketball games and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I also think you're correct in saying that everything is on the table for review as it should be. Um, you know, it started with Rich Cho and it's going to continue into this off season if they ever get some uh, new leadership in town. One last thing here, Doug. I believe 
Did you see the mention of Mitch Kupchak says he has not talked with the Charlotte Hornets over the weekend? That's right. He was in he was in Charlotte for the NCAA tournament games here. And yes, he Mm -hmm. said he has not spoken to Charlotte. Interesting. Big surprise. I don't know if you knew this. He went to uh, he went to school. He went to college in uh, a university in North Carolina. You know who else went there was uh, Michael Jordan. So you know who's good at basketball, Michael Jordan. Yes. All right. There we go. Thanks everyone for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify. Whatever you use to get your podcast, remember, it's on the internet, big baby. Everything is on the internet. Give us a five-star review if you're on iTunes. It really helps us climb the rankings. Uh, Donate on Patreon. For $1 a month, you can help keep this show going into next year. We need your support. We really appreciate it. Plus, there are some added bonuses. We've given a ton of tickets away. We gave a bobblehead away the other day to some of our Patreon members. Uh, patreon.com forward slash LOH. There is a link in the show notes. Please consider uh, dropping a dollar to us to help keep this show going. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts on Twitter. We're back again tomorrow with listener questions that we got on Patreon. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm. Charlotte! Charlotte!